Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, this is Carrie Ransom, founder of Operate. We're a venture studio that's investing in early stage founders to help them build dent the universe companies with particular focus here on Southern California entrepreneurs. We're based here in Costa Mesa. I still feel like you need that in-person interaction. You may not need it five days a week in an office now. We do need in-person interaction. We were just talking about that off the record. Exactly. Exactly. And we have an office, we have, we've set it up as almost like a co-work type space. And we always want, if they're willing, we want our founders to be in and around us as much as they're willing or, or able to be in those early stages. You can just iterate and learn in physical proximity at a much faster rate. And I have a very strong bias to that. I've also scaled companies that are multi-office, multi-node, mixture of in-person offices and totally virtual. And so as you evolve and grow, I think there are a lot of different ways you can do it. I love Southern California because I think you have such diversity and richness of talent. You could build a company across the entire Southland and maybe you have headquarters somewhere and you could end up with five other offices and you could get really interesting cross-pollination where people are are interacting different days of the week in different places. And I think you're providing even some hybrid lifestyle opportunities to people. And so I feel like we have all of that potential here. And so we can support people in almost any incarnation of how they want to work. What does it look like to apply, to operate, to pitch operate? What guidance would you give someone in order to approach you? And what should their expectations be if it all does work out and the dotted line gets signed. (laughs) We're always happy to introduce prospective founders to our companies and the the founders that we already work with. We are still, as I said, each case is still unique. And I think that will hopefully persist. Um, I look at each startup as almost like a snowflake or some unique entity that's a, a puzzle we're trying to help them put together and just be helpful in that process. But really, we're entrepreneurs that have been in their shoes. And so we try to just have a little bit more objective view, but we want to help them have a a sounding board, whether that's for emotional support or strategic support or 
or any element. And so at a high level, that's sort of how I think about it. So coming in, we're going to engage really deeply in understanding who they are, why they're doing this, what mark they're aiming to make on the world. And you know, one of the key characteristics that we seek are lovable founders. You know, lovability can have a lot of different forms, but our view is we're going to get up every day trying to make them and their company more awesome. And that's right. what we want to be excited to do. And so the more lovable they are, the more excited and motivated we are to invest that time and attention every day. Hey, this is Lauren Popish, founder of The Wave Podcasting and Swell. We help women start and grow podcasts. I'm based in South Hollywood. The Wave is our parent company. And what I don't want to confuse is that the mission of The Wave is to support women primarily through educational resources. We want to be a platform. We have a digital community, a Slack community where people congregate. I never want the product the thing that we sell to be the same as the company. The company is more than that. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than editing services. It is all about helping women tell their stories. And I didn't want to conflate those two things. It's kind of the way that Apple is a company. Apple has the iPhone. Apple has the iMac. And uh, the company is much bigger than the products they sell. LOL, I'm not going to compare myself to Apple. I'm no Apple, but I wanted the mission to stay intact and never be tainted by the fact that we like sell product. Swell has double meaning, right? I mean, the wave was such an easy decision for me because of its representation of sound, sound waves, but also the boldness. I always knew the brand would be for women. I think there's something interesting about water and having it be ever-changing and evolving. I mean, I could just go on and on about the symbolism of water and and what we're trying to do. Swell was an easy decision because it is an, uh, related to water and yet is in itself different than a wave. It's a burst, right? A oncoming of water all rising all at once. And when you begin to outsource your podcasting, you know, when you hire someone, the real objective is to to help yourself grow. You're handing off tasks so that you can go promote your show, or it's a really an evolution as a podcaster to be able to bring on more team members. Also, swell means like great. <laughs> so our little tagline is that's swell. And it's like on our website, like spinning in a little in a little dial. Honestly, sometimes when it works, it works. And I'm telling you, this came to me. I couldn't get it out of my head. I spent only minutes figuring it out and it is stuck. And that's when I kind of know it's right. It was just like a, a gut instinct thing. So I have so many questions. One, okay, so you're based in LA. Where in LA are you based? I am very central, South Hollywood almost, by the Grove for the folks in LA. And your business pre-pandemic, your story is so crazy. I'd like to kind of revisit your story that we talked about in the other interview and then talk about kind of like how you started to piecemeal the process of swell, what it has now become. So pre-pandemic, right in March, 
right when the pandemic was starting, before it actually started, in Hollywood, the heart of Hollywood, entertainment, podcasting is on fuego, there's studios popping up. You build a female first, female centric, amazing studio for people to share their stories, built for women, like all the aesthetics are for women. You invested your heart, soul, passion, talent into it right in the heart of Los Angeles. And then what happened? And then I learned that we couldn't congregate. We couldn't open. We held one party, like a kind of like a launch party. We had female podcasters come over. And even in that first meeting, I remember the women were coming in and saying, isn't this like talk of this, you know, COVID-19? Isn't this a crazy thing? And I had out like a little tiny bottle of hand sanitizer. And I was like, you know, only if you want to. And little did I know that we would be here a year later having just starting to distribute a vaccine. And, you know, I was so optimistic, like you said. I mean, I put, not to put too fine a point on it, I put all my eggs in in this studio basket because I had seen success with it in uh, when I was living in New York. You know, the best company ideas, the best ideas, I think, grow organically out of the needs that you just see and the problems that you're solving in your life. You're not necessarily going out and saying, what business can I go build today? Sometimes the best ones just pop up organically and you're like, hey, uh, is there something here? And that's what happened with me. I, I built a home studio for myself, but my background's in interior design. And I began in New York to have people request to come into my studio, record because they couldn't find good studio space. They were renting hotel rooms and spending all of this money to record podcasts. And I was like, of course. While in the process, I'm meeting the most interesting women and people who are just like, you know, spending time in my space and getting to rub shoulders with people who are incredible. And I figured that that model could work in L.A. And I think it would have. I think there were indications that it could have, except I couldn't host more than, you know, whatever the four people in a, in a room at a time. And I just really quickly had to say, how do I still serve the mission of supporting female podcasters, knowing that doing that through space isn't an option anymore? And what do all, I guess, modern entrepreneurs do? They turn to the internet and say, well, I think I can serve the most people if I go digital and see how I can support them that way. And that's exactly what I did. Hi, my name is Josh Gutman. I'm the founder of Donut Labs, and I help the Caltech ecosystem create great companies. I'm based in Santa Monica. The biggest, I think, gain for students of trying to been trying to help them get internships at startups in the area. You know, some of them just passing you know, local stuff like Idea Lab companies, but just even get a sense of what's available to them. What are other alums from Caltech even doing to see that it's a possibility? I've brought in a few speakers to Caltech to talk to students to kind of go over their own experiences. You know, these are all alums. So their experiences, I think, will hopefully resonate really well with current students. And then I've just been trying to build a little bit more of an alumni network for people who have started companies to kind of interact with each other, interact with students. And I know you're really big on like creating 
big startup communities. And I kind of am envious of how confidently you can kind of bring that all together. But for me, you know, I still think it's like missing, even if it's not my pure skill set to kind of keep, keep it all together. It's tough. You mentioned Idea Labs. Of course, I know what that is. But just for everybody listening that doesn't know what that is, tell us about Idea Labs. Yeah. So Idea Lab, I guess, is the, I don't think they refer to them themselves as this, but they're like one of the first pure like startup incubators. Bill Gross is a Caltech alum from, I think, the early 80s. And he had an education software company back then that did really well. And he decided he had all these other ideas he wanted to work on. And he needed to like hire people to go work on them because he had too many ideas. And that's kind of where the birth of Idea Lab was. And I think they've started over 180 something companies, or maybe it's over 200 now, including a lot of successful companies during like the dot-com era. And they have a lot of companies in the energy space. There's one Heliogen that I think is going to be hiring a ton over the next year that's trying to like fuelify hydrogen is my understanding of it. So basically they're going to use solar power to create like hydrogen fuel cells that they can ship all, you know, all over. And just like a barrel of oil, they're just going to ship hydrogen. And then the other one that I, I really like is a company called Energy Vault that is trying to make giant batteries where the storage is just by lifting heavy concrete blocks way up in the air. Okay. So there's tons of different types of companies out there. I'm curious, like how does Donut Labs connect with these companies and then unify them as a city and supply them resource? Is that just on your site? Is it via newsletter? Is it a, a group? Or especially in this virtual pandemic era, where is Donut Labs showing up in our lives? So right now it's mostly direct one-on-one outreach with alums and students because it's one of these things that I can actually use virtual in my favor because it's a lot easier to go you know, talk to people one-on-one in this environment and there's no like travel time. I don't have to worry about scheduling. I can do a bunch of them back to back to back. So I've spoken so far with about like 70 alums who have started companies in Caltech. Although I'm missing a few, even from the LA area that I haven't been able to get in touch with yet. Then just trying to understand students better. What do they know? What don't they know? What can they do? What do they want to do? And even though I didn't graduate that long ago, 14 years is still enough where there's a very big difference between like thinking you know what like this generation wants and actually talking to them and understanding it better. And what do you see as the future of Donut Labs? I think eventually it'll be a kind of Caltech focused accelerator for the community and hopefully fund as well. I think there'll be lots of great companies coming out of the ecosystem over time. My goal isn't even to start that stuff this year because I kind of want to prepare the ecosystem, kind of build a stronger community. I think good communities feed upon themselves in a very positive way. And so I kind of want to just keep that cycle going and build it up. And right now you're solopreneuring it or do you have a team? Yeah, it's just me. I mean, no one else is really willing to work for the pay I'm going for right now. So the We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by... Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.